Welcome everyone to episode 222 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Well, Corey. No Eric today. Uh, is Eric in, in the chat? Not yet. Oh, okay. He, he'll probably show up. Yeah. Uh, Eric had, had stu- uh, wedding stuff that, that him and his fiance had to work on, so... Uh, plus, he wasn't all that interested in in talking about uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, so so Lame. he he's it was it was a good day to take off for him. Uh, you know, I docked his pay a little bit for not being here, but <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna throw out the uh, Mel Brooks quote. What's but... that? Which one? <laughs> uh, one that wouldn't have been appropriate uh, to say okay. on the podcast. Yeah, well, there's a lot of those in, in all the, the old Mel Brooks movies, but yeah, out of context, those quotes uh, <clears throat> they don't play well. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. Uh, so our topic for today is Final Fantasy Tactics. Now, this was a listener listener request, um, and it's something we've been wanting to do for a while now. Is is cover some of the older games, some uh, retro review episode, if you will. Uh, and Final Fantasy Tactics is one of the games that's on mine and will's and Corey's top five best games of all time list so mm-hmm. uh it's it's a classic it's it's one we played a ton when we were younger and continue to play to this day uh it, if you want to watch it you can watch Corey and will play on youtube um what parts one through three are on there um yep we had a little they had a little issue with the fourth part with the audio not uploading and can't seem to get around that so I think we recorded six parts, Will. Yeah, I was around that. But as of number three, YouTube just will not cooperate. And if you're a YouTube pro, let me know if you have any ideas, because uh, whenever I upload the video, it has no audio on it. Yeah, we've tried I everything. I tried three different browsers, made sure everything was updated. Yeah. It plays well in, in VLC. You know, it has audio and video on, on my computer, but once it's uploaded, just no audio stupid stupid youtube we'll, so, we'll we'll get to that nibble bits dan oh yeah okay so yeah uh our topic for today final fantasy tactics and also war of the lions which is kind of the remastered version of final fantasy tactics uh it was developed by square and published by sony computer entertainment in north america it was published by square in japan Unlike some of the other Final Fantasy games, Tactics is an isometric turn-based strategy game where the player moves their units around the battlefield um, based on their stats and whatnot. Uh, Units can be one or a mix of 20 different physical or magical classes. Do you guys want to get into the classes before we talk about the rest of the game? Because for me, that's one of the most interesting parts about Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. All right. So the first class, uh, the starter class is Squire uh, and Chemist. Squire is the melee class, the the fighter class, um, the baseline, you know, bottom level. Uh, you learn some some useful abilities on there, um, but the primary one is the gained job points up ability that you get from the Squire tree. Very important. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, th- I should say that there's there's different types of abilities, too. There's movement abilities that you can learn. There's reactionary abilities that you can learn. Um, there's your standard abilities that you learn that you use in, in battle. And wh- What's the other one, the semicircle one? What kind, ty- kind of ability... What- kind of abilities are those called? just a secondary ability Second, right? so, yeah like uh like passive ability i guess would be a, the best way to describe it um so the, yeah the, each each of the classes has their own separate things for those so 
Uh, like I said, with Esquire, the most important one you learn is is the gain job points up, uh, and that makes it so the the experience in this game is 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 two ways. There's experience for your character, which levels up your your hit points and all that stuff, uh, and then you have levels for your job classes. So um, the more the higher level you are in your job class the more job points you get for completing an action so uh gain job point up adds like is it 50 50 percent more job points or something like that it's a significant amount and it makes it so you can uh level up your your character classes a lot faster yeah i don't earn remember more, you earn more character abilities yeah i think it's yeah because you, un- you unlock them with with the job points that you learn from from doing abilities yeah i don't remember the exact number i think it was 50 percent. it's like though. yeah it's like 50 percent more uh, so there's that chemist. Chemist is the first level in the the mage class. Uh, they're the I, the people who use items, and what their their like primary ability is being able to throw items. So, uh, and as you gain job points and and level up, uh, you unlock the ability to use more different types of potions, uh, different you know things. Uh, they have a was it move plus one? Is it that? No, the squire has the move plus one. Oh, the squire has the move plus one too. Yeah. I'm not going to get into all the abilities for them. Uh, knight. Knight is a uh, the the standard like heavy heavy fighter class. <clears throat> Other than the physical capabilities, I found I never found their their abilities to be that useful. Yeah, I never liked to like break armor and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it it just doesn't seem that useful generally for the it, short amount of time that the battles are in. You know, especially when the hitting percentage is so low. Yeah, it's usually like forty percent. Maybe you could get fifty percent, and yeah. I don't think concentration factors into that concentrations ability um that makes it so you hit 100 percent of the time yeah i don't remember if it does or not i don't think so but it's been a while i don't ever really use the knight ability so yeah same here i i pretty much have that to win the early battles yep mm-hmm. uh, in the game you have a, have a knight to take some hits and and deal some damage uh priest which is the white mage that's the healing class for those familiar with uh the final fantasy job systems um, yeah, healing class. I don't know that they have anything super interesting. No. Um, Archer. Archer's also obvious one. Uh, they're the ranged attackers. Uh, you can, they can have crossbows or, uh, like, like a standard longbow, warbow. Um, they're the ones that have the mo- move plus two, right? On their mm. thing. Thieves. Thief. No. Uh, thief. Maybe. Thief has yeah. move plus three, I think. Oh, you're right. Yep, move plus three. I'm also going to get these a little confused because I've mostly been playing the War of the Lions version on my phone, and it's some things are different from yeah. the original version, uh, so it gets a little bit confusing. But they have an ability called Concentration, which makes it so you hit 100% of the time, which is also really useful, especially for later on when you're trying to hit knights and uh, uh, lancers or dragoons uh, who are generally hard to hit. If you have the, the Concentrate on your characters, you hit them every time with yeah. a physical attack, so... Very useful. Uh, Wizard, which is Black Mage, they're the ones that cast the ice and fire and, and lightning spells. And, and you know, they're the, they're the damage dealer uh, mage class. So, uh, Monk is on there. Ram's a specialty. Yeah, I always have Ram's be a monk. Same here. Because um, his brave is high. Yeah. Monks are uh, unarmed fighters, they wear light armor. Uh, they move quickly, and they have uh, martial arts abilities um, like Chakra, which heals your your guy and uh, guys like kind of near you. Um, Aura Blast, like I said, Aura Blast, I think is what they call it now. 
on the War of the Lions. Yeah, it is our boss. Um, like Sabin's Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, yeah, a little bit like Let's... that. It's a, it's a ranged, kind of a ranged physical attack. Um, but for me, the most useful ones that the monk has are the counter. Amido. Um, yeah, which is um, if you get hit physically, you you hit back, which is nice. But there's also is it Hamido um, or, or first first strike? I think it's yeah. first strike in yours. First strike in mine. Uh, it makes it so that <clears throat> when someone comes to physically attack you, you hit them first and they don't do any damage to you, which is also really useful um, for later on when you're fighting dragoons specifically because they hit so hard. Yep. Uh, it'll it'll negate their entire attack. So, uh, Oracle is the next class. Never use one. Never. I've never used one either. I might have gotten like poached one ability off of the oracle yep. <laughs> uh in the new in newer versions called mystic what you guys don't like the oracle not really i never never used it are you kidding me i mean i can see where it's handy but the way that i fight isn't uh, like using yeah. blind and stuff like that i'm pretty aggressive no so. isn't the oh no i'm thinking of the orator orator oh yeah oh okay yeah. or the mediator yep yeah that's what i'm thinking of sorry yeah, you're right a... oracle sucks <laughs> Uh, there's that one thief thief is obvious. They, they steal things, but they can also, uh, one of the more useful abilities they have is to steal heart, which you charm a character from the other, other team. Um, you charm, basically charm them they have to be opposite sex. Of course, this was made in 1998. So, um, there's another one of those little opposite gender things like, Oh, is there not being equal? Yeah. Um, (laughs) so yeah, that makes it so that that character, fights for you for for a little while um they're also really fast like if you're fighting in a battle they'll probably fight first um, unless you're fighting against other thieves uh time mage time mage is another of the magic class obviously uh they speed up and slow down your characters uh i think they have a couple damage spells but they're they're yeah their primary thing is like i use it for haste uh they can paralyze um, other characters or stop stop their movement stop their actions um, but so a lot of that stuff tends to be low low hit percentage yeah uh, geomancer is another class i don't use very much i don't use geomancer either they had a useful ability in in war of the lions and i don't remember what it was now i could look it up but i'm not going to yeah you're right <clears throat> uh cory much experience with geomancers what do they do? They are the ones that, depending on the terrain that your enemy is standing on, is yeah. the spell that you use, right? Yeah, it, they're. I mean, obviously tied to the yeah to the terrain that you're they're fighting. They can they have a couple abilities like they can walk on lava, but there's not that really that many lava maps that nope. I can think of. Maybe <laughs> yeah. one or two. Uh, they can walk on water, I believe, um, which could be useful, but I'm probably not that useful. It's a, it's a cool concept for a character, and I like how it utilizes the environment and yeah. plays off of that. that. I mean, it's it's fun, but for me, that's just another one of those stopover classes that you need to level up on your way to something else. Yep, yeah, exactly. It is, uh, and it might have one useful ability that you might want to fold into a, a larger build, but uh, otherwise not that useful. Uh, next on the list is Mediator or Orator in the, in the newer game. Corey, I'll let you talk about that one since you seem to... They well, they can fight. I forget what their weapon is. It's like a dictionary or something like that, right? 
Yeah, I think something I think you're right. stupid. <laughs> but uh, my favorite ability of theirs is what they do is they talk, um, and that does a number of different things. You can use them to increase your allies' brave levels, and I think faith as well. Lower the enemy's brave or faith. But my favorite one, and I forget the name of it. It's like a charm, um, but it's permanent. So you can talk an enemy into joining your squad. Oh, permanent. you can steal them. Yes. Huh. I didn't realize you could do that. That's cool. Yeah, that's why that's one of my favorite classes. And it's usually a little uh, or a low percentage rate of success, uh-huh. depending on the, the, the statistics. It's, you know, sometimes as low as 5%. And I've, I've never seen it higher than like 40%. Right. So it's a low, low rate of success, but it's really helpful in some of those harder battles later on if you can just switch somebody over to your side for the remainder of the battle. And then if you don't want them after yeah. the battle's over, you can just dismiss them from your party. But uh, yep. they do join permanently, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I want to say I used that, like, way back in the day and haven't since, you know. Yep. Uh, next on the list, uh, Lancer and or Dragoon. Uh, this is my favorite class, actually. Yeah, it's one of my I, I find them, them to be one of the most useful um, so they, they, they're, they're heavily armored class, so they get a lot of hit points because hit points in this is mostly based on armor, uh, also based on level a little bit, but heavy armor grants you the most hit points, uh, but they use a spear, which means they can attack from two spaces away, which is really good, especially if you're fighting someone that has counter because they can't counter you. Uh, but they also have the ability, ability called jump, which is where they jump up in the air, uh, and come down and land on something. And, uh, their main skill, skill, like, set is is uh increasing the distance and height that you can jump um and it gets to be pretty significant yeah. if you if you level it up all the way um as long as you're able to time it right because while, while you jump up in the air like other characters will do their action so if you hit someone that like just took their turn uh you'll land, you plop down on them and do like quite a bit of damage uh it's a very very useful ability uh, especially like against mages and stuff you know you're not in their in their casting circle uh to get hit by their spells and stuff you're up in the air safe and mm-hmm. uh one of my favorite classes i usually like to roll with two lancers in my in my party they also have the auto revive ability too right? yeah it's a uh, dragon's heart dragon's heart yeah something like that so if you get knocked out you uh revive right away with isn't it like 50 percent of your health or something like that or 40 yeah, percent it's a good amount it's a decent amount um, that's a pretty useful ability. Uh, they also have the ability for their movement to ignore height, which means they can jump up onto anything in the entire in, in any map. And there's some some maps that have really steep areas, and you're you're just out of range of everybody if you can get up there. Yeah, uh, which is very useful. Corey, what's your thoughts on the Lancer? Yeah, like you said, it's Dragoon too, right? Dragoon, yeah, yeah Dragoon, the, new the new, newer Dragoon versions. Lancer. Uh, yeah, like you like you were saying, the, that jump ability is really cool because it takes you out of the fray for a little while. And right. I've had I can remember a couple times in battle uh, that saving my took us a little bit. Yep, being able to jump out of the way, and then if if your dragoon speed is high enough, you know you can you can jump and then take a turn while your enemy. You can essentially sometimes take two turns to your enemies every one. Yep. Um, so you can like jump up in the air. They take their turn. They don't. They can't hit you. You can come down and then get an attack afterwards. Um, so that that saved me a few times, and like you said, that ability to jump to anywhere uh, height wise mm-hmm. is is really handy. And that's one of the things I really like about the game, and the charm of the game is like there are areas that seem off limits unless you have 
this one obscure type of class's obscure ability yep. that lets you get to that point. Yep. And then you can use it strategically against the bad guys. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's cool, yeah. Yeah, like you could even uh, – because you you can mix and match abilities as much as you want. Once you learn it, you can use it. So you could have an archer uh, who learns the lancers ignore height. They can jump up onto something high and just shoot arrows down on people and not be hit because they're out of range of everyone else. Uh, the the mixing and matching of classes really uh, allows you to open up your, your imagination to – to uh, uh, you know, not cheat, but you know, use use a few loopholes. Yeah, exactly. In the game. <laughs> uh, so that was Lancer. Next one on the list is Summoner. Uh, obviously, Mage class. They're they're the class. They summon the classic Shiva and Ifrit. Uh, and it's Carbuncle on there. I don't remember exactly. Carbuncle is on Carbuncle. There. Um, Moogle. Uh, you know, oh. they 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 summon uh, to do damage or heal or or what have you. Strong, very, very strong. Very strong, yep. Uh, you know, they can't really take a hit, but they can do a lot of damage. The The summons take up uh, quite a few squares, too, on the on the map. So, if yeah, wide it, area effect. Yep, if you're clustered together, uh, or you don't want to be clustered together if you're fighting against a summoner, you got to space your characters out so mm-hmm. they don't all get hit. Uh, next on the list is Samurai. Uh, samurai are, are phys- you know, obviously physical warriors, but they have... Uh, uh, an ability where they use the spirits of the weapons that they have, uh, which do different things. Um, and you know, you can ha- use them a certain amount of time and they'll break and you can't use it anymore. Um, don't they have another, I think that, I feel like they have a really useful bone crusher, bone crusher. Is that where they equip a weapon with two hands to do more damage? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dan, where is Gimli? Is he in the studio? No, he's upstairs like oh. right above us. <laughs> yeah. He sounds tr- like he's he's there. We try to keep him from barking, but that's just impossible. Gimlet. He's very loud. Uh, so yeah, that's Samurai Bard. Does anyone have any experience with Bard? Very little. I've never had a Bard in in all my years playing this game. Yeah, I don't know. I just never because you get him so late in the game yeah. that like my classes or my team's already set. Yeah. So I never really play with yeah. the Bard. I've never done a Bard. Corey Bard. You know, I can't remember. I know I've used a dancer yeah. more regularly than a bard. Um, <laughs> dancer is can't... the dancer is the female version of the bard. Okay. You, a male and, male and... has to be a bard. A female is a dancer. Well, what I like about their abilities is that I, I don't know if the bard does this, but I know when the the dancer does it, um, you just do your your ability, whatever it happens to be, and it affects all your allies mm-hmm. or enemies. I can't remember which is which. Dep- Isn't one just support and the other is offense? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't have experience with either of them, so. I know I've used a dancer quite a bit before, yeah. uh, but not so much a bard. Gotcha. Uh, Ninja. Ninja's next on the list. Uh, Ninja is another, like like the thief, a really fast character. Uh, they can throw weapons like shurikens or um, they throw balls. Uh, elemental elemental balls, yeah. um, which do like magic, magic type of damage. Uh, but they can also dual wield. Yep. Uh, you can, uh, equip a, I think that's a, not a standard ability, but that's one they have to unlock, right? Uh, it's a, for the ninja, if you automatically dual wield and then oh, okay. you can unlock the dual wield and then you put it on whatever, put it on whatever you want. character you want. I, w- I wonder if you could do like a lancer dual wield. 
No. Have two lances. No. The, the lance is a two-handed weapon. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, because you can have a shield. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. Maybe. I'll have, to, I, I'll have to try that. For a reason, I thought that was a two-handed weapon. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, ninjas, high damage dealers. Uh, Calculator or arithmetician is next on the list. Don't know. I've never used one. They're... Or briefly. They're hard to use, but they're fun. Are they? Yeah. Corey? Say again? Calculator or arithmetician? Oh, boy. I never figured out how to use one, to be honest. I could yeah. I could try and bullshit my way out of this one, but... Uh... <laughs> it uh, uses something with height and stuff like that. I don't know. Okay. It's really... They... Com- What's Sorry, that? don't they have one really good ability? They can do something and cast holy on every character on the battlefield. Except oh, okay. you can equip one of your players <laughs> with um, something that absorbs holy. So, like, you automatically kill everybody except that one character. And you can just keep rolling through battles. Oh, it's like multiples, right? Like, yeah. holy level two. And then if your level is a multiple of two. It's right? stu- yeah, it's stuff like that. Gotcha. Which is one of the most interesting mage classes, I think, in a RPG word uh dancer which we already kind of talked about and then mime does anyone have have had a mime has anyone had a mime mime's kind of a hard class to unlock because you need to you need to have one character i should say some of these are unlocked by leveling up uh certain classes uh you know to certain levels like uh the dragoon is like a level four thief a level what three squire a level three knight yeah. to unlock that class. Uh, and Mime, I think it doesn't have to have two level eight things and then a few like level fours. It's pretty high. It's a lot. Uh, I don't remember specifically because I don't really use it. Yeah. But uh, it is a lot of like grinding out levels with characters. Yeah. Corey, have you ever had a Mime? I think so. Um, I think it was one of those things where I just kind of gave myself the goal of getting a mime yeah uh, not not for any other reason other than just to have one just to say i had one yeah i gotcha uh and then for the for the the war of the lions versions there's a couple other uh really hard to unlock classes uh one of them being the onion knight well have you ever had an onion knight i have uh i think the way that makes it the or the thing that makes it good is having level eight classes yeah you have to have if the more level eight classes you have the better it is i'm pretty sure yeah that's it's kind of a a blank character i guess you could say the onion knight and you can kind of equip it with whatever you want like weapon wise and item wise uh equipment you know all that stuff it's kind of a kind of a blank slate for a class um, never had one of those, although, like I said, I've only recently played the War of the Lions version. Uh, and then there's Dark Knight? Have you had a Dark Knight, Will? Oh, I make Rams a Dark Knight. <laughs> oh, do you really? Yeah. Okay, th- now that's a hard one to unlock, because for that one you have to have a Master Knight, Master Black Mage, yep. a few other classes at level, like, 4 or 6 or 8, uh, but you also have to have 20 confirmed kills. Um, and they have to turn to crystals. They have to turn to crystals, um... When you knock someone out on the battlefield, they're they're just there unconscious for a while. Uh, And then after three turns is when they actually, like, die. And they'll either give a a treasure chest that you could go pick up or they'll drop a crystal, which you can go and, you know, go on the crystal and and recover your health. Or uh, a lot of times you can learn an ability from from a crystal from that, from the character. So Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, you have to have 20 of those, and most battles don't last long enough for you to get a lot of those. No, generally what I would do is I would use Ramza to kill everybody, and then I would mortally wound somebody Uh to the point where you would just kind of walk away. Uh, And then I would just use have everybody use Accumulate over and over again until... Everything turned to crystals, and then I would go kill. Yeah, it's that's kind of a grinding trick too. Like if you need to unlock an ability, <clears throat> that's what you would do. Is yeah. it was because there's a bunch of skills you can do in the game without actually needing to do damage. Like uh, I would have uh, Ramza. Ha- he has one called Tailwind mm-hmm. in the War of the Lions version, which increases his speed. So I just have him use Tailwind on himself yep. repeatedly. So he would have like you know two or three turns. For every other character that has one turn, that's another one. Uh, yeah. It's just a way to boost your job job points uh, to unlock any skills that you might need. And the black mage isn't easy to uh, max out. No, because the the top level spells take like a thousand job points for uh, and like when you're pretty high. Like I think my my black mage right now is getting forty two job points per uh, attack. Yeah. So when you figure, you know, each attack is 42 job points, you need to have over 20 just to unlock 1,000 job point spell. Yeah, which... Uh, that's a pretty hard class to, to, to unlock. And there's a lot of spells, too, so... Or is it 800 for the top level and then 1,000 for flare, maybe? I think it's, like, 1,200 for flare. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a rundown of the classes. Um, let's talk about the story a little bit, shall we? Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't take any notes on this part because I didn't 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 get done off the cuff. Corey, I'll lean yeah, on you, bro, I'll lean on you for story. I know you were kind of looking into the story as you were playing your your playthrough. Just trying to figure it out a little bit. So it it takes place at the end of what's called the Fifty Years War, right? Yep. I think uh, and it it takes place in essentially what is one continent. And there are continents to the, I think there's three other continents, the names I can't recall, but it doesn't really, really matter. Um, and you see some characters, it's kind of like the first couple Dragon Ages where you hear them talking about these other lands and characters from those lands are in the game. Um, but I digress. So it's the end of the 50 Years War, there's uh, a little boy who is the king, I guess, for lack of a better word, and the king needs... Somebody, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a word for that. The regent? Uh, steward of the throne? Steward, yeah, kind of thing. Uh, and there's two princes that are kind of duking it out for that role. Uh, Prince Goltana and Prince Larg. And you essentially unearth a conspiracy by the church to take control. Um, this is the the real abbreviated version. Uh, and play both sides along the way. And that is the story. But what I like most about it, uh, specifics aside, is how it's more inspired by medieval, uh, European medieval history than it is what we're used to in JRPGs, which is, you know, fictional, cyberpunk-y, or even, even, you know, more East Asian history. Yeah. and also the the whole aspect of the the church and stuff like that. It's more it's like a Christianity yeah. religion, uh, which is was refreshing at the time. Yeah, you know, we've seen a lot of stuff since, but you know those are my favorite aspects of it. Yeah, I really hadn't played anything like that up to that point. You know, 
yeah that that was that familiar yeah to uh to a western audience you know a very very familiar feeling concept for a story you know yep and the, i mean the the very opening scene of the game is in a church yeah and they're like praying to god yeah um yeah it's it, it is it was really cool at the time and it still holds up but that's another yeah rabbit hole to go down yep um one of the thing one of the interesting things you mentioned Corey, was uh you talked about when when you, when you were doing your playthrough uh, about how Ramza ba- Beowulf um, was a little bit like Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was neat. What, yeah, was that relationship ever really discussed? What's that? It, Ramza. It, yeah, Ramza's mom was a commoner. Yeah, so it is kind of like that. I don't know if it was, uh, you know, uh, I, I would assume that it was a marriage because I think Alma has the same same mother. Right as Ramza, yeah, yeah. I think they have the same mother because Ramza's other brothers were Zalbag and yeah. Dysadarg, but they were with royal blood. Yeah, so yeah, you you have half commoners' blood. That's as, why Dysadarg kind of a, a major Richard to you. <laughs> Wait, so where's their mother? <laughs> I don't know. I the, there's no mention of her. I don't think in the, the in, in the game at all. I think in the, the I read the like the wikis a lot. Yeah, uh, I think she's dead. Okay, I'm sure she is, but he, there's no word of her at all, and throughout the game, you yeah, know, really, no, no, other than the beginning where you just learn that he's half brothers with Zalbag and Dice of Dark. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and like Corey said, story still still holds up to this day. Oh, that story is depressing and touching, and yeah, it hits every emotion. Yes, it does. Uh, so, it does. It does. I mean, I know we just referenced Game of Thrones, but it does kind of play out like that. Yeah. With the you know it, it's it's low fantasy, but then yep. the high fantasy stuff sort of kicks we, up as, yep. as it goes on, and and you find more and more like magic stuff and demons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, but just the the incestuous, not specifically incestuous. I don't mean that literally, but you know the relationships and the interplay and all that stuff, the backstabbing and all yep. that. Uh, the the game does play very much like a Game of Thrones. Yeah, absolutely. Video game. Um, and I've been playing. I've I I talked about this before, but I've been playing on the mobile, the mobile version, uh, which actually plays surprisingly well. Uh, me not being a fan of touchscreen controls for anything really, other than like Angry Birds, um, I've had relatively few problems with it. Um, some of the menu navig- navigation is a little bit weird, but uh, it runs really well. So if you're looking to get it. Uh, that would probably be your best bet. Um, it's hard to find, to say the least, like a physical version of it, you know? I mean, if you have a Vita. Well, yeah, that's it's the same version, though. Yeah. You, um, well, you can buy the old version or the new version. On the oh, you Vita. can get the old version. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, because in some ways I like the old version better. I think I like all the improved dialogue and stuff on the newer version. Uh, it makes the story a little bit more clear. The only reason why I like the new version is because they have the Onion Knight and the yeah. uh, Dark Knight. I hate that they renamed like the Wizard. Yeah, uh, the priest. The, a lot of the names changed, which really seemed unnecessary. Like Eye Gross becomes Ear Gross or whatever. Yeah, like, I don't, there's, there's a lot of weird name changes that don't really make sense. No stuff that i was like really it just confused me exactly because i you know i knew all the characters from playing it for so long uh though i I mean i never beat it until 
four in February a couple of years ago. That was <laughs> That's right. all, of all the experience I had with the game. I, I never beat it until four in February. Because you kept on getting stuck at the end of Act Three, right? I would get stuck at the end of Act Three and at the end of Act Two mm-hmm. when you go into the into the underneath the church. Oh yeah. Uh, where you fight, where the, um, there's a, like a library down there, and yeah, yeah, I would get stuck there because I wouldn't make multiple saves. Like I would go in there and not be able to advance and just get stuck. Did you get stuck on the fight with Islude or Weegraf? Um, I don't know. Probably, probably both. Mm-hmm. You, um, you'd get by one, and then you'd have to yeah. do the other. Yeah, because you know you you save like after you see a cutscene. So I would save over my save from being outside. Um. Which, just wouldn't be able to advance. Which is crazy to think that that was a thing. That you could get stuck. You could literally get stuck in that game, yeah, and, and not and, be able to advance. And never beat it. Yeah. Uh, do you remember in the day, the early days of the internet, where you had to go to GameWinners.com to yep. look up? Yep. I remember. Secrets. I remember going to school and printing off like 100-page FAQs. Yeah. Uh, with all the knowledge, you know, every little detail. Um, it, it was all text, like it was like a, a textbook. Yeah, a uh, hundred pages for like Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy Tactics or EverQuest, even. Uh, just, I wasted so much paper at school. <laughs> and you'd read that instead of the book for English. Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. So, Corey, do you have any other thoughts on tactics overall? Yeah, well, I mean, like, anything I missed that you want to talk about? Oh, well, I mean, I, I scribbled down some, some very broad strokes, but uh, I did want to point out that the director of the game, Yasumi Matsuno, is the unsung story game designer. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you've been, if you if you join that Kickstarter and are wondering the inspiration behind all of that, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is his game, so. Yeah. I'm not sure, is he the main guy on Unsung Story or just participating? So. I don't know. I thought so doesn't really matter um yeah i just want also the all the easter eggs and, and secrets and stuff like that like the ability to unlock cloud yeah the cameo by eris or Aerith. Uh-huh. oh yeah depending in your pronunciation there's all actually, that kind of stuff there's actually a fair amount of secret characters uh that you can come across and recruit to your party beowulf. Uh, some of, yeah some of which yeah beowulf is one of them some of which are really cool uh and and also like fairly off the beaten path like there's no way you'd come across that just just by playing the game yeah um most of them are in act three and act four i think yeah i don't know that there's any early in the game but um yeah that's a really cool like Corey said you can recruit recruit cloud to your party (coughs) i just recruited one because i'm at i'm at the very end of act three right now uh he's like a hunter guy there's Uh, a luso luso yeah he's the final fantasy tactics a2 Main character. Okay, yeah, because I I didn't know who that was. That was not something I did in, uh, or that was in the original Final Fantasy. You Tactics. probably saw the cutscene. You're like, what the? Yeah, heck? yeah, and some of the cutscenes I didn't didn't care much for, but I I think I started to get used to them. Um, they're you know they're well done. It's just I'm used to the cutscenes being being in the actual like game. Yeah, just text. engine. So, yeah, game engine. Right, exactly. So. Yeah, no, Luso is the uh, A2 protagonist. Okay. Yeah. Corey, any other Confusing thoughts? plot. We we talked about this a little bit, I think, when we discussed the game last week or the week before, but uh, it is very confusing yeah. on what's going on. Uh, again, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, steep difficulty curve. 
You, like the first two battles are super easy, and then you get to that one in oh, order. Garland Magic City is that the one? Garland, that's easy. Garland. That's the first one. Okay. Or second one, I guess technically. What's uh, what's the name of the oh uh, Dorter? Yeah, Dorter yeah. Trade City with the wizard. Yep, and the knight. Yeah, that, that kind of comes out of nowhere because I I remember first playing the game and you yeah I mean you don't really know what's what, what's going on but you also at that point only have like your beginner classes yeah you really have to grind a little bit right at the beginning there and and you know get a knight or two uh, an archer or or two or uh, a black mage or a white mage uh, to be able to get through that battle that's a pretty tough one and even even me like playing it this past month or whatever, uh, I, it's, I still died a couple times during that battle knowing it's coming and being prepared for it. It's still like, like you said, Corey, pretty, pretty steep learning curve. Yeah. I think Corey and I in our video lost the first time. Yeah. Got luck. Well, then we leveled up. I think we grind. We, I think we only fought one extra battle to level up a little bit. And then we went back and, and lucked out and got through it. Yeah. Um, but there are like all throughout the game there. It's, it's a really unbalanced game overall. Yeah. And I mean that with utmost respect because, for me, that's a lot of the fun of it is kind of coming up with these wonky combinations that sort of break the game. Yeah. Um. It's like like once you get Orlando. <laughs> yeah. You know the game. You might as well put it on autopilot because it's just really easy. You know, you could just put him out there and he'd win every battle. Yeah. Uh, see, I've um, when I actually beat it, I refuse to use him. Yeah, out of out of principle. I probably when I get to him on playing on my phone, I'll probably just use him because uh, you know it's I beat it, I beat it without. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I just kept him on my on my just use lightning the stab, bench. lightning stab. Yeah, well that's I know that's a bastard when you get it done to you. Yep. Um, yeah, the, I mean Corey, uh, going off of what you said, there's a couple battles like where Ramza is trapped away from everyone else has to fight on his own and if you don't know that's coming you're probably in for a bad time you know uh-huh. um you have a bad time <laughs> there's one where he's one-on-one with gafgarion while the rest of the party <laughs> fights outside the wall and like if you don't know to like what i would do a lot of times is have have Ramza be a monk at that point so you could uh chakra. uh chakra yourself and heal at least some of the damage until you can get down and open the switch uh and and get out before gafgarion kills you but there's one there's one where who is it? Your that's it's actually the one I'm stuck on. It's uh, at uh one on one with Wegraf. Wegraf, yeah. Cause... I don't. I'm convinced nobody's legitimately beat that fight. Yeah, just by like fight because I use the um the tailwind ability, right? No, I I've been using uh a, a dragoon. Yeah, and jumping, but yeah. it's really? different. It, well, here's the thing: it's different on War of the Lions. In War of the Lions, he actually moves if you're not careful. Uh, in the original version, he would just stand there while you were up in the air and take really? the hit. Yeah, uh, it's a lot harder on the new one, and that's why I'm stuck at the end of Act Three right now. Because this is I'll get I, it figured out. This but. is what I did. I used uh, Tailwind. I forgot what it's called in the original, which raised my speed, mm-hmm. and I would do that until I had like ten turns in a row. So then I would kill him, and then Ramza would get ten like ten turns right off the bat to start when you're fighting. Uh, Phileas, which is uh, his, okay. his so what, Zodiac. What, did you, like, ha- give yourself potions or something, X-potions, when you needed to heal? You basically, it, you there's a way you can move to where he can't hit you. And okay. once the first time he can't hit you, you just got to choose the right path to stay away from him far enough to where he can't, keep can't, like, being able to hit you. And you just keep going back and forth and, like, dodging him and moving around. And by that time, like, you'll have enough moves to okay. 
to kill him. I gotcha. Yeah. I'll have to try that because I'm having trouble with that one. Because even if, like, I've made it through that a couple times, but Rams is almost dead by the end of it. Yep. Uh, and then the, all those gargoyles come in and just mop the, mop the floor with my party. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forget. Once you once you beat him, you have to do another battle right after that, right? Yeah, your guys come in and, and are just just meat shields what a tough game that is it is it is a very hard game and then you have another fight that's why i was never able to beat it until uh four in february you know yeah i made sure i was prepared and and i did plenty of grinding so my characters were all high enough levels yeah and stuff but what's everybody's favorite battle in the game um i'd have to think about that one i always liked the one uh with mustadio Oh yeah. Uh-huh. In uh what's the name of that city that he's from? With the wall. When you first when you meet him. Gog? Goog? Yeah, G- Gauch Machine City. Yeah. G O U G. It's probably it's probably like goo or something. Yeah. <laughs> French. <laughs> oh, I like the one um uh where you're going to save Ovelia from being executed. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's a trap. Yeah, uh, and there's the, there's the there time mages up on the wall. I really like that one. That one's always been a, a thorn in my side, but that, I really like that battle. That's a really hard battle. Yeah, um, it's funny though, and I don't I don't know if this is just because I've played the game so much, but each of those battles kind of stand out in their own way, and I just I think of them as like classics. Yeah, yeah. I'll remember those battles always, you know, forever. Cause exactly. Just because I've done them so many times. Like I said, towards the end of the fourth act, maybe not so much. I haven't, I haven't had as much experience with the fourth See, act. But a lot of the fourth act battles stick out to me. Like the one where you have to kill Zalbag yeah. at the end yeah. because he's possessed. But he's aware. Yeah. It's a very sad fight. Yeah. I just don't think we'll, I don't think we'll ever see a game like this again because I think – now nowadays like they would try so hard to make everything so balanced yeah that there wouldn't be the sort of fun environments you know it's it's not fun first anymore it's oh we got to make sure this is this is balanced first yeah you don't want to make it too hard because you're going to turn people off to it right like we see that especially in uh shooters in with the level design of the multiplayer maps and everything is they're not as much fun because they just have to make it so it's super fair yeah you know yeah oh tactics is a very unfair game um like i said a lot of the battles when you first start it are trial and error yep Mm -hmm. uh you go in and you get the the, you get your ass kicked (laughs) and then you go back into your into your party and you're like okay i can uh, equip this skill or learn this skill uh to help me deal with this attack and and or uh, you know i'll i'll uh make make my guy faster i'll change it change his class so he he attacks first so i can stop this you know it's uh it's it's experimentation but it never i guess it never feels like unfair i guess it's just been fun to go back and reinvent your your party yeah it's It's kind of like a dark souls kind of thing you know yeah i think so yeah it's it's fun to go back and reinvent your party to just for that one specific battle uh to, to get through it you know and you get a huge sense of accomplishment when you're able to to beat it oh that one battle where you're in the swamp and it's all ghosts and Mm -hmm. you can just walk around putting phoenix downs on all the ghosts and they die or if you if you kill them and their their timer goes goes off they don't turn into a crystal they come back to life 
That's right. Yeah, you, you got to be quick. If you take too long. Yeah. Another, but that reminds me of another battle. You know the one where you're in like the city sort of thing, and all of the dead of that city are there to defend it. It's in Act Four. I don't know if you guys would remember it. It's, oh, it's toward, right towards the end. Yeah, and they're like they're the spirits of the people who died there. Yeah. 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 That's another battle that I always really liked. Good stuff. In the one you mentioned earlier, Dan, where it's one-on-one with Gafgarion and you have yep. to open the gate for your teammates. Yep. What I always did was put a Black Chocobo as my party, fly uh, the Black Chocobo up on the wall, put Ramza on him, come back down. And fly over. And just leave Gafgarion back there until everybody else is dealt with. Nice. Smart. That is smart. Yep. 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 Especially Gafgarion's a jerk. Yeah, Yes. That one battle where he turns on you? Yeah. <laughs> if you know it's coming, you, yeah. can un-equip, you can make him a chemist and yep. unequip everything and then one hit kill him. I do that every time. But the yep. first time, I was just like, what? Yeah, like, how am I supposed to beat this? This is impossible. Everybody turned on me. Man, what do you guys think is the most you... difficult battle overall? Um, I mean, without doing the exploit, I think the one-on-one fights are always the hardest. So, like... Uh, Ramza fighting Wegraf mm-hmm. is probably the hardest without doing the exploits, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think so. Nah, I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble with that. As I said, I'm convinced nobody's like legitimately beat him in a one-on-one fight without being like 15, 20 levels ahead. Yeah. So, I could see that. That's fair. I'm gonna go with the execution site. That's a hard one. Yeah, that is a hard one. That's that yeah. was that's probably my favorite though. Like I said, another trap. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, it means it won't mean anything unless you've played it. Probably. A lot, of, a lot of the traps are with Gafgarion. Yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, the one, uh, the one with Tata up in the tower. That's a fun oh, one too. Oh, yeah. Algus or, or Tetra, I think she's called. And yeah. And August isn't August. He's um. Argrath. Argath. Argrath. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. Algus is a perfect name for for him. It really is. Or is it Agarth? It's something like that. Yeah. Do you remember the yeah. fight, Dan, in the uh, War of the Lions one, where you fight him later in the? Fight I haven't act? gotten there yet. Okay. I'm at like I said, I'm at the very end of the third act. You know of that fight though, right? No. Really? No, I I know did from you, you talking about it. Did you not beat the War of the Lions one? No, I played the old version when I beat it. Ah, I spoiled. That's another one of my favorite fights. Oh, that's fine. It still doesn't mean anything you to me. F- you fight him again. <laughs> I, I will enjoy that. I'll enjoy killing him a second time. And he's just as big of a jerk as he was <laughs> the first time. I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Any other thoughts? Nope. Okay. Yeah, if you're interested in playing Final Fantasy Tactics, the War of the Lions versions on mobiles, mobile devices, uh, like I said, even even with me hating mobile games, it's um, it. it's, it's works perfectly fine. Um you can get it on PS Vita, right, Will? Yep. Both versions are on there. Okay. Uh, PSN? PlayStation 4? Not PlayStation 4, uh, 3. PlayStation 3. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the mobile version will be the easiest to find. I actually bought mine on sale for, like, I think it's normally, like, a $16. I think it's fifteen ninety nine, But I'm pretty sure I got it on sale for, like, ten fifty or something like that. So, uh, you can you can get it on a sale at some point. The bigger your screen, the better, though. I will say, going from the iPhone five to the iPhone six, it was way better to play on the screen of the six. Oh, totally. That was just a little bit bigger. I could totally totally see that. I'm I'm playing on the Galaxy Note five, which has a huge screen, so 
it is it is very nice um it even it even works on on tablets and stuff i don't think it works as well on tablets just because they're a little bit too big i would think maybe a small tablet would be nice for it but uh it does work nicely on a uh screen big screen phone yeah uh, do we want to take a break or do we want to get into? Middle I'll take lids? a break if that's all right. We'll be quick. Yeah. Okay. No problem. We'll be right back in just a minute. Welcome back, everybody. Episode two twenty two of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our nibble bit segment. Corey, uh, Will is also pieced out. I should say before we <laughs> before we get get into it. <clears throat> you know what, Dan? I'm I'm going to go. You got this. <laughs> I could do it on my own. It would probably only take about twenty minutes. But have you have you done that before? No, I did. Um, I did the recap last year by myself. Oh, that's right. But I would talk for like a minute or two to set up whatever I was whatever segment I was going to play from a previous episode. Um, I'll probably do that again this year. You know, give give the dudes a week off before Christmas. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Go ahead, Corey. Uh, nibble bits. What do you got? <clears throat> I only have a couple couple of PC ports to discuss. Final Fantasy thirteen Lightning Returns. I already thought it was on PC. Turns out it's not. Yeah. It's coming to PC in December. It's, uh, I played thirteen and thirteen two. I have not played Lightning Returns yet. So maybe I will. I don't know. I didn't hear great things. I just bought thirteen not that long ago to, to play at some point. <clears throat> eh, don't bother. Why? It's not that good. I know. It's really, but I, really I, not. I still want to play it. I know. I don't. I guess I don't blame you. But uh, just play like the first ten hours and then call it good. I can do that. And then, Although uh, I don't like to leave things unfinished, even if I don't like it. Thirteen two was all right. Okay, it was a little bit better. Um, and then Galaxy, which is a game I really want to play, that's on PS4, is coming to PC on October 29th, So seven days nice. from now, which is awesome. I'll, I'll probably get that. Day one. Same day as No Man's Sky. We'll find out. Isn't the Paris Game Show on Tuesday? Oh, uh, yeah. It starts sometime next week. but yeah, Tuesday the 27th. Still rumors floating around that they're going to announce available now. <clears throat> that, would, that would be crazy. That they could probably crazy. pull it off, though. You know, a smaller yeah. team. Sure. Probably don't even have to tell the team, like, this is the day we're flicking the switch. Yep. I don't know. I'd love if they could do that. That'd be amazing. That would be great. Wow. Konami has denied claims <clears throat> that Hideo Kojima left the company. They said instead he's on vacation, <laughs> which made me think of Forrest Gump. Forrest <laughs> Gump's mom. Yeah. Mama, where's daddy? He's on vacation. <laughs> Mama, what's vacation? It's where you go somewhere and you don't ever come back. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> which is, I think, it's what fitting. happened to Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's just the Japanese trolling us, but uh, we'll find out. In in uh, What they said is that he's just on the typical post-release vacation, um, which is pretty standard for a yeah. lot of big developers. Once they put out a big game, the team gets to go and be with their families and recover for a month or so. Now, I thought it was, like known news that he was not with the company anymore i thought that was the thing that's widely understood to be that way and in fact there was a reporter for the new yorker um who said that he left the company as of i think monday he he reported on this that he left the company earlier this month um 
Konami said no, so then he posted a picture of Ke- Kojima's farewell party on Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, then what's this? Yeah. Um, and Konami's just like, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're trying to pull, but uh, whatever. Maybe, maybe they're trying to not make it seem like they're only going to make mobile games from now on. Yeah. You know what? And the, the thing, yeah, the thing about it is, is I don't even care. Yeah. It's sort of like celebrity news. You yeah. don't care, but you kind of can't look away. Yeah. You have to know. know. Yeah. I hear you. Like, whatever. I, I hope he's not there. If he is, you know. Yeah, I okay. hope they don't but, force him to try and make uh, the next Candy Crush saga. You know, like, yeah. just let him go and let him do his own thing. Let him sp- spread his oats. Yeah. <clears throat> young man, for God's sake. Actually, I don't know how old he is. Uh, YouTube has a subscription service called YouTube Red. Nine ninety nine a month gets you ad-free videos. You can save videos to watch offline on mobile, and you can play videos in the background on a mobile device. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe just the audio? I guess. I don't know. It doesn't seem worth $10 a month to me. Um, ad blocker blocks ads and YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's free. Different variations of ad blocker. Um you can save videos and watch offline on mobile. That's kind of a cool feature. Yeah. Especially now that a lot of news articles and stuff and it news itself is sometimes just video. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be handy, I guess, but I don't know, not for $10 a month for my money, uh, 12 99 for iOS users. And the reason for that is Apple takes a 30% cut on everything on their platform. So Google's just passing that on to the consumer. Wow. Right away. $3. Might as well. Sure. Huh. Uh, no specifics on the revenue sharing with content creators. Apparently, Google said it will pass on most of the revenue, but uh, of course, this upset the the big YouTube content creator. Yep, some of the big U- YouTubers anyway. I know PewDiePie is uh, he's going to have an exclusive show on YouTube Red. Yep. Um, well, the, well, the reason why they're upset is because they have to sign off on this, and if they don't, all their videos are getting set to private. Okay. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Honestly. Um, and like you mentioned, they're doing original content. This is from <laughs> Ars Technica. Uh, one show, you, you mentioned this already, Dan, but it's one show is called Scare PewDiePie, starring the namesake YouTube personality and created by the creator and executive producers of The Walking Dead. The show entices users to experience thrills, chills, and laughter as PewDiePie encounters terrifying situations inspired by his favorite video games. Other shows follow a similar format, taking the YouTube generation and throwing a big budget behind them. The shows will launch early next year. Hmm. That sounds interesting. I don't know. I we'll have to see how it all plays out. But I mean, I don't. I it, my general re- my gut reaction is I don't. I don't like it. But you know, being a person that's generally I, s- scared of change. Well, what, what confuses me is <laughs> I don't think I don't think the people. That would pay nine ninety nine for a YouTube subscription are also the same group of people that would watch Scare PewDiePie, right? Want to watch Scare PewDiePie? You know? Yeah, because that's that's the younger, yep, younger people that are into kids. PewDiePie. Yeah, <clears throat> kids mostly. I mean, PewDiePie is a handsome guy. Yep. I, I don't think I'm wrong to say that most of his viewership Teenage or a large girls. portion of them are yeah, young girls who yeah. are attracted to him yeah uh 
and he, I mean, he, to be fair, he's good at what he does, but yeah. still, uh, I think, I think that the, crossover is, is small. The emperor anyway. of the internet as Stephen Colbert called him. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we'll see. I, I, I will never, I'll never say never, but as of right now, I have absolutely no reason to shell out $10 a month for yeah. YouTube. Yep. Same here. I get annoyed by ads, but not annoyed enough to, uh, spend $10 a month to not see them. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interesting to it, if it'd be interesting to see what kind of original content they come up with, especially if it's gaming focused. Yeah, um, it would be fun. like I would watch a Hearthstone show, right? And that would be pretty cool. <laughs> but we'll see. That's all I got. Okay, <clears throat> I got a couple. Uh, according to a report from the Wall Street Journal, Nintendo has begun sending software development kits for the NX console. Wall Street Journal sources say the NX has quote, at least one mobile unit that could either be used in conjunction with the console or taken on the road for separate use, end quote. Uh, and we'll use industry-leading chips, meaning it could be more powerful than the PS4 or Xbox One, which is something we said we thought it, it needed, you know? Yeah. Is to be more powerful, be that gap between the, you know, current-gen systems and, and PC and, and have, if it can pull off better graphics, that's... Yeah, you guys. You guys said that. I I think I disagreed with you on that point. Okay, that uh, might not be what industry leading chips mean, but that's what I I and other people took it as meaning. So, well, we kind of nailed it though in our speculation episode. Yeah, the isn't that pretty much exactly what we described? Yeah, uh, like a console that you can take on the road, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty 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 neat. It's exciting. It means uh, we could have it as early as next year, right? They, they're saying holiday 2016 is is the tentative release date from all the rumors I've read about it. All right. So that's awesome. Not that I I, I, I love my Wii U, um, but if Nintendo can uh, push out another console that's going to sell really well on top of uh, having the quality Nintendo games, <clears throat> that would be amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I uh, if I if I didn't have Mario Maker, I'd trade in my Wii U. Right. And I I just don't have the heart to not have access to Mario Maker. You know. Yeah. yeah. I'd feel bad getting rid of it. Do you have anything digital on your console? On your Wii U? Nothing I paid for. Oh, I don't okay. think. Just the the free games that I got from Nintendo Club <clears throat> points. Right. Um. Oh, you know, I have uh, Galaxy Two. Okay. Super Mario Galaxy 2. That's right, because that was like, wasn't it like five bucks on a sale or something? Five or ten, yeah. Because I bought that really too. good deal. Hmm. And I did it for four in February. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, so that's Nintendo NX news. Uh, Star Wars Episode Seven trailer. Did you watch it, Corey? I sure did. What'd you think? Ah, uh, trailers. I don't know. Trailers don't do it for me much anymore. Yeah. What makes a trailer for me is the music that they use. Uh-huh. And, and this one, was... you know, is just orchestrated stuff. It was Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it'll be a fantastic movie, but yeah. as far as the trailer goes, I actually read io, IO9 yep. did a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was pretty interesting, just the speculation on, on what everything was. But uh, I can't wait to go see the movie. Yeah, same here. I mean, I unfortunately, I'll have to wait until... Probably after Christmas when it calms down a little bit because I can't, I can't go into a movie with like, uh, you know, a full 
audience. It's, I like to go in there when there's no one in there. That's why but, my favorite time to go to the movies is Monday at about 3.30. Yeah. If I could go at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning when no one else is there, I would do that. I think the earliest some of our showtimes are is, like, 11 Oof. for our theater, which I would go to. But Does any part of you want to do the marathon where you watch all the Star Wars movies and then this one? Uh, Probably not. That's too much movie for me. Yeah. I could sit and play a video game for that long, but I don't know that I could watch movies for that long. Yeah, you know what I would do if I was hosting something like that is it would be like, well, I guess you can't do it in the winter, at least in the north, but uh, make like an event out of it and and do it at like a drive-in theater yeah. and grill and sell beer and, you know, make yeah. like a festival out of it. Yeah, that would be cool. That's a good that idea. would be fun. Another good idea brought to you by the Thumbstick Athletes. Yep, let's do it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the trailer. Um I think it looks like it's going to be a little darker than it looks like it's going to be on par with uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back. It seems like it's going to be dark, but is the main character the girl? I don't I have not read a single thing about plot or anything like that. I I know nothing about the storyline or anything, who the characters are. Nothing at all. Other than obviously, you know, Chewbacca and Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Leia, you know, I obviously know they're going to be in it but i don't know who any of the characters are yeah i've been purposely avoiding reading anything about it so uh i'll be here before you know it i'll be interested to see if they use any of the expanded universe characters at all or if that's all all that stuff is just gone gone i don't know yeah inspiration only i guess yeah uh, and then my last note will be Telltale Games Game of Thrones Episodic Adventure uh, will finally conclude with its final episode, number six, called Ice Dragon, releasing November 17th. Now, I had thought this was already done, but I was going to play the Game of Thrones game uh, maybe a week ago or two weeks ago. Uh, and I went on the forums just to see if anyone, you know, I always check there before I install a game to see if, you know, common issues that people have, like, launching the game. So I can be prepared if the game doesn't work. I haven't had that problem in a while, but... A lot of people said that they didn't know when the the most the last episode was coming out, and I didn't realize it hadn't been completed. Yeah, because I feel like it's been out for a long time, and I feel like it's. I also feel like it's been a long time since the fifth part came out. So that was surprising to me. You have you you own all the episodes on Steam, right? Yeah, I bought the I bought the okay. The complete. So I can play. I can play them, right? Yep. I played the first episode on iOS, but I'll just start again on yeah, PC, I'm, I guess. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I guess i got to wait about a month now, but can't wait to play it and immerse myself in the Game of Thrones universe. a boy. So good. Um, so that's all my nibble bits. How was your week, Corey? Good. I have, uh, well, I was going to talk to Will about American Horror Story, but mm-hmm. he's gone. Yeah. But, uh... I started, what night was it? I crawled into bed one night and I couldn't sleep. And I'm, I'm a, normally a pretty good sleeper for the most part. Uh, like hit the pillow and I'm out kind of guy. But uh, every now and again I have, have some issues sleeping. So I assumed there were some good sleeping podcasts. So I, t- I typed in, I forget what I typed in to, to iTunes to search for sleeping podcasts. And I found this one called Sleep With Me. And it's by this guy, and 
all he does is talks. He just drones on. It's just like stream of consciousness uh-huh. about absolutely nothing. <laughs> and he stutters a little bit, but not enough to where it's annoying. And he'll like start to say something and then changes what he's saying. And he just jumps all over the place. And every now and again, he'll latch onto something for a little bit and then lose track of it. And, and that's all he does. Um, he keeps saying over and over again, he's like, well, you know uh, what I... When, uh, what I'm trying to do here is uh, drone, drone on and, and give, you a, uh, uh, give you a safe place to forget about what's running through your head. And uh, I'll just drone on for a little bit here. And uh, like I was listening to one the other night and it's so dry and it's a little bit self-deprecating. So it's kind of funny, uh-huh. but it's just like it's just it's just entertaining enough to where you pay attention. OK, but. There's nothing, it's nothing of any substance. Right. You know, so the gears aren't turning in your head. It's just like, like he was talking about when he played T-ball or something like that and how he cried at the end of the bench or something. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so funny. Nice. Um, maybe, I don't know. I want to, I want to play a clip of it, but I want to ask him if I can play a clip of his podcast on this podcast. There you go. It's one of those things that you got to listen to because he has one of those voices too that, I always said, like, the best way to fall asleep is to just have somebody talk to me. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it is. Nice. So if if you need some help sleeping, check out the Sleep With Me podcast. And has it helped you fall asleep when you're having trouble falling asleep? Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. So much. And I think he's from Syracuse. Really? Yeah. Cool. Or at least the central New York area, because he was talking a lot about um, the, the area. Mm. So And what a dump local. it is. <laughs> no, no, not that I've seen. I've only listened to a couple episodes. Okay. And even the ones I listened to, I probably only made 10 minutes into. Gotcha. Before Nini but, now, as they say. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing I want to talk about is I taught my girlfriend how to play Hearthstone. Oh. And it turns out she really likes it. Really? Yeah, she's big That's into awesome. card games. Yeah. Which I think helps. Um and I was just like, hey, why don't I teach you how to play Hearthstone? And, you know, she did the whole, ah, I don't know. I'm like, come on, just do it for me. And she did. And uh, I didn't even say anything. And she finished the first game and she just started another one. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. then she installed it on her phone and did all the tutorial missions on her own and everything like that. Huh. Um, and it, it's cool. Yeah. I'm trying to get her to the point where she's doing like daily quests to get new cards and stuff like that. Cause I think that's when it gets real addicting. Yeah. And then you can uh, talk strategy and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it, it is kind of funny watching her play. Right. As, as someone new to the game. Yeah. Cause it's like, no, you, that's the worst move you could have done. Right. But you know, I think back to when I was first starting out and you don't, you know, it, it sounds very, it seems very simple once you've played the game for, over almost three years i guess at this point right um but yeah like when you're just starting off you don't you don't realize like the value plays and stuff like that yeah i have no idea what any of that stuff is yeah huh that's been my week okay Uh, i got a couple quick things to talk about so i uh i sent you guys a picture in my kick chat i uh I called uh, a local place called Gary's U-Pullet who come and pick up uh, old cars, and I had them take away my, my car of 12 years the other day, uh, yesterday actually. Um, I had been tossing back, tossing around the idea of selling it, uh, but no matter how hard I tried, I could not get it to start. 
Uh, it definitely needed a new battery. I'm pretty sure the alternator had gone bad. Um, so, I, you know, at the very least, if I want to sell it, I would have to be able to get it started, which would mean a new battery. Uh, it's got, it had a lot of minor like mechanical problems, but I also think the head might've been going bad on it. Um, so rather than the hassle of trying to sell it, you know, the whole haggling thing never appealed to me, uh, having, cause I would have just put it in the front yard with a for sale sign on it. And that means people knocking on my door at random times. Uh, you know, if my daughter had been napping and someone knocked on the door and woke her up, I would have been really pissed off because she doesn't sleep very much. Uh, so that wouldn't have been a good situation. So I, I, I took a lesser amount of money just to have them come and, and take it away. So why don't you ask your brother if you wanted it? He needs a car. Uh, I wouldn't have felt comfortable giving you, giving you that car. Uh, right. Just because it had so much wrong with it, yeah. you know, I wouldn't want you to fix it up and have the engine blow up on on you in in a thousand miles. You know, it was that sort of thing because it's been pretty much sitting in my driveway for a year. You know, uh, yeah. I drove it I think twice over the winter, uh, and then once we got our our brand new car, like it's just been sitting in the driveway doing nothing for I I, I guess it would be like six months now, and I might have started it once or twice in that six months, so. In the summer when it was nice and warm, you know, now that it's cold, it's not, it wasn't starting again. Uh, no matter how hard I tried with uh, charging the battery, I think the the battery was just dead. Was it, it the original battery? No, 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 no. No, oh, but okay. I did have the original battery in that car for probably 10 years. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I mean, it was a 2001. I bought it in 2003. I've, I've had it for over 12 years. So it was sad to see it go, but it was, it was time to get rid of it. What they give it? give you for it i got a hundred bucks yeah Eh. for junking it but like i said like i probably would only be able to sell it for three maybe four hundred bucks but i would have had to put money into it i need a new title too that's another Mm. thing which is another 60 bucks and and waiting for the you know a month or whatever for them to get me a title uh a new battery at the very least so that would have cut into profit any profit i would have time time is money and all that exactly time and i'm with you yeah um, so I did that. Uh, I'm up to 12 pounds lost too for hey, using my, right. my fitness pal. I think I was like eight and a half last week when I, when I did it. Um, surprisingly easy too. Uh, I really got used to eating less. Uh, that's going to get ruined this weekend with all the drinking and eating I'm going to be doing, but, uh, it's a rock star diet, Dan. Yeah. Well, I, and one of the problems I always had when I started eating less and dieting was once I got off of it. I kind of stayed off of it, but I think, uh, and I talked about this a little bit last week, but I think, you know, tracking everything, even if I go three or four days where I eat bad, I'm eventually going to be like, okay, I need to, I need to get it back down to under my, my calorie limit for the day, you know? So I think that's going to help, uh, help a lot when I get to, you know, Monday, you know, when I get to Monday and I want to start eating better, I'm going to, it'll be easier to do. Because a lot of times I would just carry bad eating. I'll be like, oh, I'll just finish out the week eating bad, and I'll go back. And then I wouldn't. It'd be months later, and I'd still be overeating like I do. So uh, and that's all I had going on this week that I could think of. Uh, Dan, I was doing our mm-hmm. our Thummies Master document. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been I spent most of yesterday creating that. Nice. And uh, I went back and listened to episode 24, which happened to be our 2011 Game of the Year episode. Or episode oh, nice. Before they were the Thummies. Yeah. 
Um, and you and Eric, that's when you guys started talking about your your weight loss stuff. And you said, yeah. I'm going to, you said both of you were like, let's start announcing our weight at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. And uh, I've done and that. It, that was just funny. I've done that a few times, actually, on this very yeah. podcast. Um, yeah, I, I lost a ton of weight uh, before my wedding. I had lost like 50 or 60 pounds um, before my wedding, and that was like the thinnest I'd been in a while. But, you know. I like to eat, so I've got my whole thing. I just needed to not eat as much, and this yeah. has helped me. This has helped me do it. So I, uh, it's it's, I I eat my feelings a lot. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, which isn't a good way to do it. But no. one of the things I notice is if I don't get a a good night's sleep, is when I can't eat good. Right eat well you're trying eat to healthy stuff well you're trying to uh because you don't have any energy you're trying to get energy from calories yeah that i mean that must be it or but sugar. it's the days where i'm either like hung over or didn't get any sleep where most when i get up in the morning before work is i have a cup of yogurt and then at lunch i have uh a salad it's it's a pretty big salad but yeah. you know at least it's good for me for the most part yeah. um and on days where i get very little sleep or like i drank the night before or something i just cannot eat a set my body will not let me eat a salad at lunch i have to get whatever comfort food the yeah. cafeteria has yep i hear you like today i had a just a horrible day uh with the my daughter specifically who's hitting her terrible twos stride um and all i wanted to do was stuff my face with pizza and or taco bell um but i didn't uh because i would have been over my calories so it's been very nice. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, shall we get into what we played? Yeah, I'm ready, I think. Corey, I will let you go first. Well, I didn't get to spoil it at the top of the episode. Yeah, I forgot. But I, that's all right. I played and beat Soma. Hey, well done. Thank you. So uh, add me onto the list. I'm on a roll, Dan. I am also on a roll. Have I passed Will yet? Uh, we're yeah, we're both past Will. You're, whew, you're tied with me. We're tied at twenty six. Oh, okay. What's the last? What did what did I beat before Soma? Um, beginner's guide. Beginner's guide. Yeah. There? Okay. Uh, Soma's a really good game. I've heard good things. I really want to play it. Uh, really, really good. And if I were to recommend it to anybody of us, Dan, I would recommend it to you for sure. Oh, cool for sure for sure the most it's uh so the setup is you're this dude his name's simon jarrett and the game starts up and you're in this apartment you find out you were in a uh i mean this is this happens before the events of the game but you were in a car accident you had some brain damage not sure if you're gonna live you're healthy as as of the moment but you know according to doctors you you could die in the next few weeks or whatever um, but you meet this doctor who is going to give you this brain scan. This all takes place in the present day. He's going to give you this brain scan because he has this advanced treatment that he thinks will help you um, diagnose what's wrong with you and help you recover uh, and live a longer life. So you go into this brain scan. Your brain gets scanned. The screen goes black. Next thing you know, you wake up a hundred some years later and you are in an underground complex. Um... And I guess it's not really a spoiler to say the world is ending on the surface above you. 
it's it's creepy. It's a whole lot of fun. You don't have to kill anything. Well, you could kill things, but it's not. It, you're not using guns to shoot things. Right. Um, and any anytime there's death, it's like a story bit. Uh, but it really what it deals with is like sort of metaphysical and like what does it mean to be human and Ooh. like human consciousness. Uh, I love that. Sort really, of stuff. yeah, really, really interesting concepts. The the backstory and end story and plot of the game is is super interesting. Uh, I couldn't every time I stopped playing it, I couldn't wait to play it again. It's I think it took me about ten and a half hours. Okay, that's well, that's the how long to beat. But I, yeah, I think I was right around the ten and a half hour mark. Gotcha. Um, I'd have to go back and look to be sure, but I think I did it in four sittings. But uh, there's a lot. It's some really simple puzzle solving. And uh, a little bit of uh, dodging the bad guys. There's these enemies that wander the the complex that you're on. It's called Pathos. Mm-hmm. Pathos? I think it's Pathos. Um, which, that's the one part I was kind of annoyed by. There's these monsters that are here and there, and you have to not be seen by them and avoid them and sneak around them. And that can get fr- kind of frustrating. Yeah. Um, do you remember that game I played early on this I think it was early on this year. It was the black and white one where you go into the haunted mansion. Yeah. Yep. What was that called? I can't even remember. Uh you beat it, right? I can Yeah, I think so. But that's kind of what that stuff reminded me of is it just kind of got in the way of the story. Shiflings? White Knight? White Knight. White Knight. White Knight. Yep. That was it. Um and I kind of like the idea that there's a threat that you have to avoid. But there's times where it kind of just feels unfair and isn't fun. Uh-huh. Like, it's not consistent with how it deals uh, with noise and how, like, line of sight and stuff like that. Yeah. It seems to switch based on, you know. That's And that's the problem with a lot of the stealth games that I play is it's not it, – it, it's hard to base your strategy on on the enemies and stuff if they're inconsistent on what they – pick up on you know exactly yeah so that, that was the one annoyance with that game but i absolutely loved it mm-hmm. you you definitely need to play it dan somebody else needs to play it so we can talk about it but okay. uh yeah it's just really fun sci- science fiction really entertaining it's it deals with the hard questions you know not mm-hmm. a lot of games do and uh makes you think quite a bit i love that and anytime you beat a game and you immediately go to forums to look at the discussions and yep. join the discussions, that's a really good sign. Yeah, I love and I love doing that. This is this is one of those games that that did it for me. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I guess I I don't know what else to talk about because I don't want to spoil this, the story too too much. But uh, yeah, I recommend. Oh my God, so good. Highly recommended. Nice. Okay. Other than that, just the old standbys. I'm still doing my playthrough of Dark Souls two or Dark Souls. Um, it's funny how I know how we talked about fancy tactics in each of those levels, each of those those battles feeling like classics, you know, every single one of them. And mm-hmm. it, that's how it kind of is with Dark Souls, too, is even though I only played that game once before, um, I had to play through certain parts of it so much that it's like riding a bike trying to find my way through. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice. It still holds up. I did boot up Civ five. OK played for maybe two hours or so uh that game has changed quite a bit since it came out yeah yeah 
and I don't know at what point I bought all the DLC, but somehow I have all the DLC. I think they had packs, like you could just, or was it in, on part of a humble bundle? Maybe. No, I don't think Civ's ever been in the. Oh yeah, it has. Bundle, has it? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, but apparently I have all the the DLCs, and I I and don't know when I bought them. Yeah, it makes it makes it adds a lot to the game. That's for sure. Yep, like religions and stuff like that. Yep. Piety, I think. Yep. is the the religious resource yeah i mean i really liked being you know usually when i build an empire i usually like to have economic uh power over the other other countries and that's the brave new world expansion really dealt well with uh, all the trade stuff that i really liked so yeah 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 that's good stuff it is it is good it's it's one of those things though like i love that game I, i've played it a lot in the past in you know the couple hours i played through it, other than the new stuff I didn't feel like I got too much out of it. Yeah. And that's that's part of the problem with with doing I mean the I guess the only problem I guess with doing the podcast is that's a game I would definitely play more of that and Crusader Kings 2 and Europa Universalist 4. But like you said you don't get anything new from it. You feel like you should be playing a new game instead of playing something you've put hundreds of hours into, you know. Exactly. So yep. That's our, only that's have, our dilemma. Like, like Rocket League and Hearthstone right now are the games I keep playing that I'm not getting anything new out of. Yeah, uh, and you only got room for for so many of, of those of those types of games. Yep, uh, the only ones I play are Mario Kart and Splatoon. Those are my games yeah. that I I go back to and not getting anything new from. But you know, I just just play them. Yep, because they're fun. And speaking of that, I'm still doing my playthrough of Final Fantasy VI on iOS. Uh huh. Uh, I've played that game so many times that I'm starting to come up with my own theories oh. about things. Nice. Like, do you think Realm and Gao are related? Maybe. Brother, sister? Yeah. Just stuff like that. Like, I don't know, like trying to read between the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I just got to the floating continent. Okay. And I think I have about seven hours on my game. Okay, yeah, that's that's I mean fast, but you know what you're yeah. doing, so. Oh yeah. Oh, do I? <laughs> but I still get that uh I still get that nostalgia shot mm-hmm. when I play that game. I could still like there's certain points that'll come up in the game and I'll be like 8 years old again, you know. Uh-huh. In our parents' living room playing Final Fantasy 6 or, you know, on the Super l- Nintendo. Yeah, late at night when I'm supposed Sne- to be sleeping. Sneaking downstairs. Yeah, exactly. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. What a great game. But that's all. Uh, Soma was the only thing new I played, and uh, I'm really, really glad I did. Cool. I want you to play it, Dan. All right. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll see if I can get it for a sale or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I played Pillars of Eternity and beat it. I saw. Congrats. I saw your you. uh, achievement on Steam. That kind of spoils it. but What's that? That you beat the beaten games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because your, your achievement—you can tell—one of the achievements was beat the game. Yep, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's not obvious, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the the final boss battle was quite the battle. Um, I was still a, a hair under leveled for it, but uh, I was prepared with like potions and stuff, and I made sure, having experienced the final boss battle, that my my abilities were kind of in line with what what to expect. And even as prepared as I was, I still died probably two or three times, but. Uh, every time I kept advancing a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further, I knew it was only a matter of time before I finally was able to 
able to beat it. Um, but when I when I finally beat it, uh, I only had two characters left alive in my party: my main character and uh, Kana. Kana. Which one's that? He's the the chanter, the bard oh, okay. bard guy, uh, the big the big guy with the pointy teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like yeah. an orc. Yeah, yeah, he looks a little bit like an orc. Yeah, I because I there's th- you know three different entities I guess that you have to fight when you're doing the the last boss battle, and I got down to the last entity. Uh, that's not spoiling anything. Uh, and I had to kite because they were, they're both, uh, neither of them are like a melee or a tank character. So I kept having to kite the, the last entity that I had to fight. Uh, and my character was a wizard. So what I was doing is I, as I was walking around, I was having, uh, I should say Kana, one ability that I just figured out that he had after playing the game for like 45 hours was, um, if you let, let that counter on the bottom get high enough, you can summon uh, like I was summoning giant ogres and I didn't even realize you could do that until, like I said, about hour 45, I was like, Hey, something new, learn, yeah. learn, learn all the time about this game. But I was, I was setting up like, like traps behind my, my character and making the, the bad guy walk through them. And, uh, like firewall was another good one. Um, if, like that I have a uh, force field type barrier too, that I was setting up to, to keep my distance. But, uh, it took some inventive uh, tactical maneuvering to to beat the last last boss, um, but man, that game was awesome. Mm. I really really like that game, um, and I like how everything wrapped up at the end. Uh, they kind of gave an overview based on the decisions that you made, uh, how that affected the world after after everything was said and done, and it makes you wonder. Like a lot of the stuff, the choices that I made didn't turn out very well. Uh, even though I felt like I was doing the right thing at the time, uh, a lot of it had pretty pretty negative consequences <laughs> on the world, which I, I think that's cool. That's one of the things I always liked about The Witcher, you know, is the un- unintended consequences, you know, yeah. of your of your actions. So I'd be interested to go back and see uh, if some of the other decisions that you make had happier outcomes or or worse outcomes, even. I don't think I don't feel like um, Pillars of Eternity has remained part of the conversation. No, I don't think it has. I think people played it and 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 had enough of it. But I really I wonder why that is. I don't know. I really really liked it. Uh, I mean, it's I would probably play it again if uh, again you know I didn't have other things that I had to move on to and play. You know, mm-hmm. um, it would definitely warrant another playthrough. I do want to get the expansions too, um, the White March Part One and Two. It's a whole other act, right? Yeah, yep, a different area. I don't know if you have different. I think you have some different characters in your party. I don't know. I don't know if you have to start all over. I'm not. I didn't didn't read into it because I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. But I definitely will play that at some point. Yeah, I want to. I want to finish it before the year is out. Yeah, you um, should go back to it. It's it's really good. It well, took, my it work took... hours might change, which would give oh. me way more video game time. <laughs> yeah, yes, it would. So, um, I think we'll it see. took me, I think it took me about fifty hours, maybe fifty-two hours, to beat it. Uh, I was gonna write down the exact hour amount, but I I forgot when I was doing my notes. But it was it was right around fifty, like, uh, um, Metal Gear, so. 
I beat that, and then I moved on. I was having trouble deciding what to play. It was between Massive Chalice and the Talos Principle. Uh, and I wanted to play Massive Chalice because I know you and Will had already played it. Uh, and we had some listeners chime in about how much they liked it. So I wanted to, uh, you know, so we could we could talk about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far, uh, I love Massive Chalice. I've, I think I've started playing it, was it yesterday or the night before? And I'm already at, I played like 12 hours of it. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that we talked about at length before, so I won't get too into it, but I really like the lineages of your heroes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm (coughs) my two main houses that have been going for a long time, uh, since from the beginning of the game are Sager and McTavish. Um, and they're both Caberjacks for the majority of the game, or at least the first, I bet you the first 75 years, I only had Caberjacks. I could not get an alchemist or a hunter. To stay stay alive for my for anything, um, and still like I still I think I'm like I think I'm 80 years from the chalice being fully charged right now. I think I've played 220 years or 215 something like that. Um, I still don't have any hunters. Um, I'm only caberjacks and alchemists, and then I like the the hybrid classes too. Those are those are neat. <coughs> the brutalist, brutalist, and. Uh, well, what's the other one? The Caberjack and Alchemist mix. The, the, uh, bruh. I can't think of it. Oh, I can't think of it either. That's going to bug me. But, uh, yeah, that's a really awesome game too. Uh, and one of the things that, another thing, thing that I like about it is that, uh, no matter how hard you try, you're gonna, you're gonna have some characters die. You're going to lose some pieces of your landmass to the, to the cadence. Um, it's just, I lo- I only lost one piece, Dan. I've lost one piece so far too. Uh, okay. I didn't have anything on it, but, um, it's, it's when they're those, you know, they, the cadence attack from three sides. That's, that's the hard thing to deal with when you're only dealing with two. It's not, not too bad, but yeah, three is definitely hard. My, uh, progression with that game was when i first started playing it as i i was like oh man this kind of just feels like a thin tablet game yeah and and the more you play it like the more layers upon layers upon layers and it gets super deep i don't know was your experience similar to that yeah it's it's surprisingly deep like i said um it, it matching up the right heroes to get the right the to get the right traits and uh you know for for your lineages and your houses and uh, the relics that you get for from your characters, and you know, uh, I built two uh, sage keeps uh, for researching stuff faster. It's it's a really well done game. I think underrated. I think on Steam the, the user score is only like seventy two percent, which mm. is crazy to me because I I think that's a really really good game. Yeah, it it uh, absolutely is. Um, I. I'd be interested to see what those reviews say. Yeah, I didn't read any of them, but I was surprised at how low the the user score was. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm playing. I I might even beat that tonight. Go for after, it after we get done, and then I'll probably. Well, you don't want to be dopey tomorrow. That's true. I don't want to go to bed super late tonight, especially since I have a two hour two hour drive. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, Massive Chalice is is definitely an awesome game. Uh, I really like it, and it's a lot shorter than a lot of the other things I've been playing too, which is also nice. Because looking back on my on my games of the year, you know, games that I played this year, a lot of them are like 
40, 50, 70, 80 hour RPGs. <laughs> Fallout's coming out in a couple weeks. I want to do something. Like, um, we've kicked around this idea a little bit, but like, I want to do something where we can say like, this is the game I want you to play before the end of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? For like, each other? like, yeah, like we all pick a game for each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe there's some yeah, wills in the chat. Maybe there's some sort of incentive to do so. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because like there's games that I really think, you know, you should play like Soma. You, I, after playing it, I'm like, Dan, you really got to play Soma yeah. before the year's out. And, you know, I know I have games for Will like that and yep. Eric like that. I don't know. I just think it would benefit from. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad you played Massive Chalice because that was one. And Will and I both thought you'd like a lot. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and it's in the strategy RPG vein, too, you know. A lot of people compared it to XCOM. It doesn't really feel much like XCOM to me. Um, no. But... It's just the the permadeath kind of thing. That's Yeah. Yeah, that's about the, the only, only similar yeah. thing. And I always hate when a character of mine dies. I just feel like an ass. But, like, you know, the the game does a good job of throwing curveballs at you with uh, different types of characters and stuff. like, Or even, like, your own characters who are uh, inept. Like, I had a drunk alchemist who was flinging bombs, and I accidentally killed one of my own guys with a errant bomb, you know? It's like, God damn it. And it was someone with a relic. Uh, yep. Which I had to pass on to someone else, but and then if you mate two drunks, their children are drunks, and then you have a lineage of drunks. <laughs> of drunks, yeah, and a lot. Sometimes you can't get rid of the lineage of drunks. You know, <laughs> if all their kids are drunks, and you know, they're just all drunk. And... Did you ever have a house fully die out? Uh, yeah, because I've tried starting archer or hunter houses. Uh, so I would have a hunter or I would get a hunter and I would start building a keep right away, which, you know, the further you go, the longer it takes. So it would be like 15 years before I could build a keep. Uh, by the time I put the <clears throat> hunter in the keep to make hunter babies, <clears throat> he would be in his fifties, uh, and, and would die out before he had any kids. I'm like, God dang it. So yeah, I still don't have any hunters. And I don't know if I'll be able to get any before the end of the mm. game. It's cool, like, the, yeah, the lineages part of that game is, is the best part. Mm-hmm. And and it's cool how they weave that into battles. Yep. Uh, like the, the, I forget what they're called, the enemy that when it attacks you, it not only does damage to you, but it raises your age by, like, ten years. Five years. It's a wrinkler. <laughs> wrinkler, yeah. Yeah, because if you go into battle with a couple old characters, uh, which I have done, and I've had, uh, the, you know, we'll say like a 68-year-old Caberjack, uh, a Wrinkler comes out of nowhere and hits him, uh, even though it's not a hit that would normally kill him because he's got super high hit points. Uh, you raise that level of five years, even though the hit only does two damage, it's going to kill him of old age. You know, yeah. I've, had that, I've had that happen. A character <laughs> that's almost full health just die from a Wrinkler attack. Yep. <clears throat> it's terrible. Or I had a... One of my one of my sage keeps got attacked by Cadence, and they're all like old researchers. Uh, one of them got hit by a wrinkler and 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 died. And it's cool once they become sages, they give up their yep. family name. Yep, that's just their first name. And if they have a, if they got a nickname before they went into the sage keep or whatever, right? Um, they'll, yeah, they'll keep the nickname too. But <clears throat> yeah, what a what a sweet game that is. It's, it's yeah. really well done. 
Really, really is double fine. A lot, a lot. One of the coolest parts too is the chalice. Uh, it's a one part male, one part female, and they talk to each other, and their whole interactions with each other is very entertaining too. Um. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a sweet game. I think that's Indeed. all I played. I played a little bit of Splatoon. I don't have anything to talk about with that really. So, did you end up playing my Mario Maker level? No, I let Will borrow Mario Maker. Um, so I haven't, I haven't played it. Bummer. Oh, that, that's what we need to do this weekend is, uh, I want you guys to sit and play my, my Mario Maker levels. Fine, fine with me. I like, it's I so love, much fun to, yeah, to watch Maker. people play your, your levels that you made. Yeah. Works for me. Uh, well, let's do feedback, shall we? Yeah. Or you want to read feedback? I didn't prepare it. I don't have access to it. Should I have prepared it? No. I don't think we had any. I know we had a couple Twitter things. <clears throat> we had an email from Jake. Oh, okay. That's good. All right. Well, let me uh I don't know if there's anything up. on Facebook. Oh, Facebook received two new messages. Cool. Uh, Derek said he was going to write us a feedback, too. Uh, 9.53 p.m. today... All right. Hey, guys. Loving the shows lately, and the website is looking good. The Taken King episode was great, and I got a chance to do the new raid for the first time with Tito and other folks from the Thumbstick Athletes Clan. Nice. That warm that warms my heart. Yes, it does. Bringing people together. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. That's the uh, that's how we know we've made it as a species. Yes. It's been a great experience going through Destiny again now on the PlayStation as the game feels different depending on the people you play with. I'm looking forward to running some raids with Eric and maybe Will can get caught up by the time Destiny 2 comes around next year. Don't yeah. hold your breath. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know Will's in the chat, but uh, <laughs> you might be waiting a while for Will. Yeah. I also really like the tactics videos Will and Corey are doing, especially with them doing the character voices. It may not seem like many people are watching now, but I think it will catch on once there are more videos. Maybe this could birth a new sketch idea. 16-bit theater where Corey and Will voice characters from famous scenes of 16-bit RPGs. That's a great idea. My uh, my girlfriend tells me over and over again that I should have gone into theater. Uh-huh. But I always tell her uh, I'm 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 a, I'm normally a pretty reserved person yeah. and an introvert like in public. It's just when I'm like really comfortable around yeah. I'm the you same know, family and, and girlfriend, then you know the silliness comes out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe we could do a <laughs> Will and I could do a YouTube <laughs> sketch show series. That's a good idea. That'd be that'd be fun. Uh, I'm loving the PS4 after having it for about three weeks. I've mainly played Destiny and Rocket League, but I just did a run-through of Until Dawn. That was a really interesting experience, and although I didn't really love all the places it took you, I'd be excited to see more games like this come out. I know Will really loved Until Dawn. I want to play it before the year's out. Yeah. Um, I'd like to play it also if I get the opportunity. Did Eric play it? No. He was going to borrow Will's copy at some point. I think. Okay. Or did Bill Will buy it digitally? No, I think he bought a physical copy. How long is that game? I think it's only like twelve hours or something like that. I don't think it's super long. Ten. Yeah. Ten, twelve. Um, I'm anxious to see tonight if Eric actually took some time to go through Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. For tonight and what his impression of the game is, I know I really struggled with this game when it first came out, but eventually made myself get through the first couple hours, and it's since become one of my favorite games of all time. Yep. 
us two. You're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone with that, Derek. And I, I still feel like, uh, in terms of what I want out of a video game, I think Final Fantasy Tactics does it better than any game, really. Yeah. Uh, I know I, I still say Final Fantasy VI is my favorite game of all time, but yeah. I just think I think Tactics just has so much baked into it. It's if it's more, I don't want to say it's a more complete game, but there I guess there's more to it. Yeah. Than Final Fantasy VI, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yep. I, and Final Fantasy VI, is, I think, is more nostalgia right. than anything. Right. Um, it's still a great game, don't get me wrong. But yeah. that's probably the main reason why it's my number one. Yeah. Eric was actually going to sit uh, for this episode, uh, sit in here and play Tactics on his on his Vita while we were recording the episode. But because we were going to start so late, he uh, he didn't, so... But I don't know. Maybe we'll make him play this week. I don't know if he's going to bring his Vita. At all. No, I think that's the last thing he'll uh, he'll want to do this <laughs> week. Yeah, is play tactics. I'll be playing on my phone. I'm sure at some point. Mm-hmm. So okay. And thanks, Derek. Derek. Yeah, thanks, Derek. You're not alone with the the Rocket League thing too. I've still been playing Rocket League pretty religiously. I've, I'm pretty close to getting to. I don't know what's after Bronze Rank Two, but uh, I'm pretty close to it. Nice. I played a couple hours today. I shouldn't have. I had a lot of other things I should have done, but uh, yeah, I got to play more Rocket League. I just, fun. I I agree, and it controls great. It's it's the going in and and having someone shit on you when I you know I haven't played it in probably a couple months, and I just I have no patience for that. Yeah, I had. It's like if you're winning, nobody says anything. You yeah. make a bad play. Yeah. Everybody makes a bad play. Yeah. Everybody. It happens to everybody. But, like, if you jump on somebody when they make a bad play, it's – I think it, I think it's, like, snowballs your team. Yeah. Because it stresses that person off. They get pissed. Then, yeah. you know, you do something wrong, and then they come back they at you, and then all yeah. of a sudden your team hates each other, and then it's everyone else's fault, and <laughs> I don't know. Like, everybody makes a bad play every now and again. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you know – uh, again, that's one of the reasons why Splatoon is my go-to multiplayer game, uh, Mario Kart 2. Uh, there's no way to communicate with the other people other than, uh, like, tagging, like, where, where the other characters are. I kind of like that, it's, yeah. It's Nintendo, you know. What I want, it out. like, and I think Heroes of the Storm should have this, too, is if you mute everybody, mm-hmm. everybody should be able to see that you muted them. Yeah. Cuz as as it is, like they nobody knows that nobody knows if you've muted them. Right. And I feel like if they knew like, oh, I've just been <laughs> muted by everybody. Right. You know, what's the point of me spewing this stuff? I want people to know that I'm not listening to them. I yeah. guess. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, to play or at least have that be an option. Like, yeah. for for people to know that you muted them. Maybe not everyone would want that option, but yep, to have that option. Yeah, just even like you know, once I do it, just a line in the chat, you know, yep. plain Sparky has muted you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a that's good idea. That's the end of it. It's over with at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, Twitter. We have what, Twitter notifications. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of going by the seat of my pants here. Uh, do we want to talk any hockey? We can talk some brief hockey. Yeah. So Ryan had a a, a few tweets towards us ryan and iowa uh torts back in the nhl thoughts dan i don't i don't know if we got your opinion on it uh i have sergey bobrovsky 
Uh, and if that can help him and the defense at all, that's great for me. That's my only thoughts about it. I mean, it was only a matter of time before he got a coaching job again anyway. So, Yeah, and it's cool that he's the uh, World Cup of Hockey USA coach. Oh, is he really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he's a great coach. Uh, as I messaged Ryan on Twitter, I think he's a great coach with the right kind of team underneath him, and I think the Blue Jackets are a good fit, like the Rangers were when he became their coach. I think the Canucks were the worst fit for Tortorella, and that's yeah. why he had so many problems there. But um, I think it's it's the right fit for the coach and the team. So. Yeah. And they can't get much worse. No, are they still haven't won yet? Have they? I don't think so. They lost tonight again, didn't they? <coughs> Probably. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. Uh, and then Ryan wants to know, have any of you tried Rebel Galaxy? Kotaku no. Kotaku just did an article, and it looks sweet and Firefly-esque. You were talking about that last week, weren't you? Yep. I'll probably have it. I'll probably have played through some of it by next week's episode. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I think it it looks and sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it kind of, it's not, What it sounds like is like a... Uh, shoot, what's the Eve online? Yeah. But like single player. Yeah. Totally. But I, maybe them way off on that, but I don't know. It sounds awesome to me and I'm, I'm going to try and get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we had an email. Yep. Let me call that up. <clears throat> Dang it. You all right? Are you going to get me sick this weekend? No, I'm not sick. I just have a little... It's allergy season for me. So I got a little post-nasal drip. Idaho Jake. Hey, fellas. I tried Broken Age, and it is a good game. I have enjoyed my time with it, but not sure if I will play more. Uh, I'm with you, Jake. That was kind of my impression of it. Like, I liked it for what it was, but yeah. it didn't didn't grab me enough to for me to like need to boot it up and play through it more yeah see i've got to i've got to play the second second act or whatever second part it's just two parts yeah i beat the first part the first part came out first and the second part came out i think earlier this year Mm -hmm. um so i've got to play through that to get a beaten game the art style is great and the story is good but destiny has got my balls till fallout 4 nice (laughs) <laughs> we don't have long to wait, Jake. We don't have long to wait. That's is it next or the weekend after it's the week after Halloween? Two two weeks from Tuesday. No, oh, two weeks from Tuesday. Yeah, two. The weekend after Extra Life. Two, it's two weeks from Tuesday. Yep. It's the week. No, it's the tenth. It's the Eric will be having is doing his Extra Life when Fallout Four comes out. Is that a Tuesday? Yeah. It's two weeks from this week, from this two, upcoming Tuesday, so it's two like two and a half weeks away. Wait, what weekend is Extra Life? Uh, it's two two weekends from this week. What's the date though? Seventh, mm, seventh, and eighth. Oh, okay. So we're gonna do the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth for Extra Life. Yeah, I think so. If we can. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Uh, Tuesday I did the Taken King raid with a friend of mine and his Destiny buddies and we did the raid in about two hours we would have done it in one but one guy kept dropping the ball there's always that guy and it's usually me <coughs> word having watched some 
or at least heard people discussing those raids. I, I from what I understand is it's kind of easy to drop the ball if you don't know what you're doing. Yep. Um, I got two gauntlets, a rocket launcher, and a scout rifle, and they are awesome. One tip for people is the moldering shards help you get better drops every time you raid, so don't store them in the vault. Always keep them on you. Huh. That sounds like a good tip. I wish yeah. Eric was here to give us some context. Yeah, I don't know what any of that means. <clears throat> I was watching Monday Night Football, not for the game, but for the official Star Wars trailer, and it gave me a raging boner that looks dark and awesome. Does your boner look dark and awesome, or <laughs> does okay? But I will probably wait till after New Year's to even attempt to see it. Isn't yeah. that exactly what you said? That's Dan? A, that is exactly what I said. And I'm sorry you had to watch that pathetic Giants game. That was awful. That's hilarious. Blah. Apparently, the trailer though gave the game a huge boost in the ratings. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and that was right when it dropped out for me. I bet you. I bet you that's why. I bet mm. you people were turning in right right as half because it was right before halftime. I bet you people were tuning in to watch the Star Wars trailer. Right, you were on Sling TV. Yep, Sling. I yeah. did a free trial of Sling TV so I could watch the Giants just suck up the field. Um, but that, yeah, sucked. that's right when it dropped out. <clears throat> it sucks that because that's how I use Sling TV is I wanted to watch Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, um, and I'm sure a lot of people do their free trial for reasons like that, and yep. then you know because everybody's doing it at the same time, they have a bad experience with Sling TV, yep. and then Sling TV gets a bad name. Yep. Uh, it's unfortunate because I that, couldn't but. I couldn't get it to work again after that, and I just started. Uh, that's when I played. Uh, I, I, that's when I started playing Pillars of Eternity. That's when I went to do the last last boss battle. So it wasn't a complete disaster that night. I'll have to say some of my favorite episodes are when you guys get drunk. Always <laughs> a good time. We haven't it's had been a while. The, it has been a while. It's not as easy for us to get all schnockered. Now Thumbies, for an episode, right? Was the last time. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't even remember being that drunk at last Thummy episode. I think Eric and I were. We'll have to, we'll have to get there again this year. Oh, we will. One last thing. I've given up on the Ravens for this year. Man, they are sucking it this year. Number one draft. Here we come. Are the Ravens really blowing it? Uh, I don't know, actually. I haven't followed football as closely, but I'm checking right now. <coughs> um, I have not watched a single football game. Really? No. The Ra- I always plan Ra- on it, but Ravens I never are, end up doing it. Ravens are one and five, so they could very well have oh, yeah. first pick. That's pretty bad. Are the Giants? What are they at? Three and three. Still winning the division? <laughs> <coughs> no, Philly's winning the division because they have the most divisional divisional wins. Are they three and three? Yep. It's anybody's anybody's division though. Well, that's the worst division in football, I think. <clears throat> Eli Manning's been looking good though, hasn't he? Yeah, until last week, last oh, okay. game. <clears throat> yeah, he's been doing relatively well. Hmm. Yep. I think that's it for feedback, Dan. I don't, I, I don't know if I, if I missed anything. Let us know, and we'll <clears throat> sure cover it next week. Yeah. Do we have a plan for next week's episode? Uh, Possibly Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Does that come out on Tuesday? It came out. It came no, out. No, it didn't. Oh, it comes out next Tuesday. Yeah. It didn't, also, it we didn't wouldn't. Okay, we wouldn't. We wouldn't do it until after having some time with it. I th- we we came up with a plan. I think Eric has it actually. 
I think we're going to do uh, that. <clears throat> oh, I was supposed to see if that uh, gentleman oh, that's from right. New, York, New York City w- was going to come on, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. Okay, so possibly C. Letter maybe, C. Maybe Dan. We could do letter C. Uh, I'm also thinking maybe Rebel Galaxy. Okay. That might be a good one to do. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy it. How much is it? It's cheap now. It's on sale, yes. right? Because it just came out. <clears throat> I think it's. I think it's twenty. Is it? The, I thought it was like twelve. Let's find out. Seventeen ninety nine. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, yep. Discounted ten percent. Normally twenty. Okay. But ninety two percent of three hundred seventy user reviews for this game are positive. Cool. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. All right. Any other thoughts, Corey? No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't either. Not anymore. All right. Uh, that will do it for episode 222 of the Thumbs to Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.